Hi, I'm Rob. And I'm Hannah. And we are the hosts of Forgive and Live, where a father and daughter come to talk about the Tao Te Ching today. And we're going to cover verse eight of the Tao. How are you today, Hannah? I am good. So much fun to be doing this, but when you when we miss a week, it really, I don't know, I, I felt off kilter. It was just strange. You know, it's this is such a, a, a loving, divine, and open place for the both of us. And, you know, we, we both really love, enjoy, you know, doing this. And we're so glad people listen because we love it. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I feel really good. Uh, the connection today is good. We just spoke for an hour and a half before starting the podcast. And we were trying to catch up on, on life. Uh, make some affirmations and manifestations and talk about the future and all of those things. And it feels really good. Uh, I love this connection that we make on a weekly basis. And missing last week was the first week we missed since we ever doing this. We've never missed a week. Yeah, we haven't. That is the first week we missed. And that is, I don't know, 25 weeks straight or something. I'm not sure. I think we're like around 30 at this point. 30. So that's a lot of time. That's a lot of dedication. And neither one of us, um, I certainly can speak for myself, I've not had to go out of my way to dedicate time to this. The dedication that I speak of is just my heart wants to be here doing this. And so to miss out, um, I didn't realize that I would miss it as much as I did, but I, I, I did. I totally missed out on that time. Yeah. Yes, it was very weird. And last week, like, I had, like, looked for clock, like, last Sunday, and I was like, we'd be sitting on the pod right now if I wasn't sick. <laughs> like, just those things. It was, it was just very, it was a weird weekend for me last week. But I'm glad we're back. I'm glad we're here. Um, like Dad said, we're going to be doing verse 8 of the Tao. Um, I guess I'll just read through mine and we'll see where, you know, where this takes us. We just, you know, fly by the seat of our pants. But here we go. So, Tao Te Ching, verse 8. The supreme good is like water, which benefits all of creation without trying to compete with it. It gathers... It gathers in unpopular places, thus it is like the Tao. The location makes the dwelling good. Depth of understanding makes the mind good. A kind heart makes the giving good. Integrity makes the government good. Accomplishment makes your labors good. Proper time makes a decision good. Only when there is no competition will we live in peace. You know, I just have to say... This goes like right along with what we've been um, discussing recently. This chapter or this verse has not spoke of anything negative. Like if I flip back, like just really quick, like there is like normally there's a duology between 
positive and negative, good and bad in the Tao. And in this verse, it doesn't pop up. It talks about a kind heart makes the giving good. The depth of understanding makes the mind good. It's this, this entire verse is all about the good things. And I think that we, you know, we spoke, um, God, I don't know how many weeks ago it's been now, but we talked about how we wanted to try to keep this podcast moving forward and not dwelling on the past and not dwelling on the trenches. So I kind of really like this verse. It's very synchronous because that's what we're trying to do here. It's very funny. Yeah. Good point. You're, you're right. I see that now. And, um, I forgot that we did want to kind of steer this thing in a slightly different direction. And I think it's happening already. And the Dow is pointing that out. So the Dow is just take the universe is just, it just heard our affirmation and it's manifested and it came right out in verse eight of the Dow. So here, here we go. Positive vibe. Um, There's just, There is no negative anyway. I I think it's always a misinterpretation of the environment. And um, so the supreme good is like, so I have a uh, translation by Stephen Mitchell, and I keep doing the Stephen Mitchell translation, and you keep doing your translation from that book, which is fine. Um, It's actually probably good to have a couple different uh, views on it. But the supreme good is like water. I like that because water just goes wherever the lay of the land allows it to go. And when we are that open and flexible to the universe to just go wherever we're going, you know, like this morning, you and I are having this podcast. That's where we are. And when this podcast is over, we're kind of be like water and just flow wherever we need to go next. It's a very peaceful place to live. It's not controlling, trying to attach or try to get different things into our life. It's just allow it to go where, where it goes. And yes, we have control over that. So I can say, I would like to do this today. And then I try to make that happen. And if it doesn't happen, I'm like the water. Oh, okay. I can't make that happen. I'm going to take my peaceful mind and my peaceful heart over here wherever the universe has me go. And so, yeah, we have a little bit of control, just like breath. I can decide to hold my breath. I can decide to breathe fast, but also the breath is going to do its own thing. And life is the same way. So I have a little bit of control, make a left, make a right, talk to you. I can say the word love. I can say the word ice cream, but ultimately the universe is in control. And if I'm not able to make my plans happen today, that's okay. I can be okay with whatever the universe um, puts in front of me. You know, I can try to make it happen. If it doesn't happen, no worries. All good. I really like that. And I've actually had a bit of a, I know we say we don't want to talk about the past, but just for a second here, growing up, I never really liked water and I was always afraid of fire. I really started to shift when, when I was, um, growing spiritually, I I started um, really gravitating towards water, and I feel like it's because the elements are great teachers. Earth, air, fire, and water—they're really great teachers on how to express yourself, and I like how. Lao Tzu explains about water 
supreme good is like water. Supreme good is not working towards something. Supreme good is not struggling to meet a goal or not, not just struggling, just having obstacles, having challenges to meet a goal. Supreme good is not faking something. Supreme good is like water. It does exactly what it was meant to do. And sure, you can direct it with energy. Uh, you know, a big storm can come through and, and water can really push you in the right direction or push you in another direction. It doesn't have to be a good direction if you perceive it that way. It can be neutral. But supreme good is not something we have to work on. It is our divine nature. Yesterday, I was at work, I was at the register, and we have a lot of regulars that come in and who buy groceries. I work at a health food store. We have a lot of uh, older, um, older people coming in for supplements to help, you know, with their aging bodies. And one of our regulars, um, I was checking her out and I was like, do you want me to carry your bags to the car? There was not a thought in my head that said, I don't want to do that. And she gave me divine love and said thank you to me when I put her bags in her car. I didn't have to struggle. I didn't have to work. It was just done. And that is supreme good. I, I didn't have to change a government system. I just walked bags out to her car. That's all I did. You know, it's, it, this isn't big. Yeah, what did you want to say? That's a, that's a great point. I love where you're taking this. Uh, because a lot of us hold off on sending vibrations of good fortune and love and peace. We hold off on that because we say, well, I can't really make a difference in the world. Or I have to wait until I get my four-year degree and then I'm in the government and I'm making political changes, then I can make a difference. And so you're so right. We're, you know, it's the, the supreme good is like water, which nourishes all things without trying to. That's the translation I have. Yeah. And so you're the su supreme good. Your vibration is the supreme good. You're nourishing the world without trying to. You're saying, hey, can I put your grocery, can I help you with your groceries? That is the light of consciousness. That is an act of consciousness. But more than that, you're contributing vibrationally to a world with a pleasant mindset, with a pleasant, um, uh, you know, vibration that's emitting out to the world and you're doing that with the tools that you have at the moment you're not saying oh i have to wait until i'm an influential leader and then i can make some changes that because whenever we wait to express divine love we're we're cursing the now we're we're, we're yeah we are Let, let's be honest about it. We're, if we're not blessing it, we're cursing it. There's there's no in between. I don't I don't think. So 
in this moment of now that you and I have right now, the best thing that we can do is be the light. And we can we can nourish each other without trying to. We're not even trying to. We're just being pleasant and we're sharing this space on this podcast. You are being pleasant by helping her with her groceries. Um, and that's where it starts. You that that's that's the greatest gift there is. And and to help one human being to nourish another human being is is the best thing we could ever do. What what more on the planet is more important than that? Nothing. No. No. And then it also says it is content with the low places that people disdain. Mm -hmm. Thus, it is like the Tao. Um, and that's in my translation. I know you read something different. So that says to me, that says that you are content with the lower place. You're helping someone with groceries. You're not a political influence. Right. So I would say this is a lower place. It doesn't mean that it's less important. It's just, if we try to put this in context with what the Tao says, it is content with the low places that people disdain. You're helping someone with groceries. Someone else might disdain that. They might not think that's a, a great thing to do. Or maybe if I walk outside, which I did the other day, and clean up the trash um, out on, on the sidewalk, that's not my sidewalk, it's not my street, but I picked up some trash out there. Um, I'm content sending a great vibration out to the universe doing that. That's not a place that people want to be. They probably would rather be doing something more glorious, but that is what the Tao is pointing to. Let's just shine the light wherever we are. That's the, that's the gift that we, that all humans have. Every single human has this gift. We can align mentally align with peace and shine our light in every little single area known to man, or we can decide not to do that. And that's the supreme goods right. And it's according to this, it is like the Tao. That's what the Tao does. That's what the universe or the great mother does. It's always shining the light. The sun shines the light in the ditch, whether there's a flower there or not. It's always giving, 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 giving. And that's what we should do. We should always shine our light. We should always, always be pleasant natured and know that the universe has our back for doing so. And supreme good is of the Tao, as are we. It is a part of the Tao. And so is, in my translation, it gathers in unpopular places. So is those unpopular places divine. There's nothing that's How not. How could they not be divine? How? It was all created by the universe. Is there anything here that's not created by the universe? No. I actually made this ridiculous statement earlier before we started recording, and I'm going to say it again. If you go to the bathroom, that's not a pleasant thing to do, right? You're yeah. going to the bathroom. It's created by the divine. The universe created all things. So the moment we look on something and we decide that it's not pleasant, it's because we've interpreted it from our limited view. We don't have the universal view. So we've looked at something and we've decided that it's unpleasant because we're limited. Our minds cannot know what the universe knows. No. An analogy I, I quite like about this um, 
we know that we're all connected to the universe. And a great analogy is like we're a gear. And each one of us is a single notch in the gear. And the minute I change my, my me, my perspective to a positive thought, whatever it may look like, if I just change it to a positive thought, I've changed one notch over. My dial, my notch has moved one notch. But because we're all connected, all of the other gears connected with all of the other knots that are connected with mine have to move. I like how Abraham, Abraham talks about um, one person is, one conscious person is more powerful than like a thousand unconscious people. It's because one person moved a notch in one direction. It's because we're all connected. And when we see the connection, the connection strengthens and changes and shifts us more. So it gathers in unconscious or unpopular places to show us that we're not disconnected. You know, a big storm can come through all this rain, right? The supreme good is like water, but all of this rain, a massive storm blows through, right? Destroys houses, whatever it may be. But how do I not know that it helped fertilize our soil? How do I not know it made me go inward into a meditative spot because I couldn't go out and be unconscious in the world? Don't look at it as it's destroying things. Sure, it's destroying things, but it's destroying the unconscious beliefs that you put on a pedestal. It just knocks the bottom right out when that happens. And it's a little scary when your feet are, you know, sliced right out from underneath of you, but it's also really beautiful. It's a moment of growth. I like to add that that's a good perspective. And I have a, another perspective, and I'm sure you have heard of this too, which is as the microcosm, so is the macrocosm. And so I, I like to think about my body. What is going on inside of my body? There's bacteria that I would equate to, let, let's put it into real world existence. So um, let's say there's dirt in the street. It's a really dirty street I live on. There's, there's, a, there's cups and there's some trash out there. Uh, so that's like the bacteria inside of my body. And then there's this, these blood cells in there that there's like these immunity boosting things. And there's these things in there that are cleaning up. So that's like us walking down the street and picking up the trash. It's going on inside our body. There's good and bad going on inside our body. And if I was a white blood cell, I'd be going, geez, there's bacteria here again. This stinks. Why is there always bacteria here? I'm the only dude that cleans up the bacteria. No one else on the street out here is cleaning up the trash. I'm the only guy. But that's because the white blood cell can't see the beautiful manifestation of the body that it is working and helping as one individual small aspect to the whole organism. So yeah. 
when we look out into the world and we see trash or hatred or whatever, these are all just little pieces of a more beautiful concept that we're not able to get our mind wrapped around the universal concept. So yeah, we dice it up and we slice it up and we say, this is good. This is bad, but really it's all for the good. Yeah. Yeah. It's all supreme good because it's all the Tao. And you know, he goes to talk about location, depth of understanding, a kind heart, integrity, accomplishment, and po- proper timing. All of those things are things you have to learn within the divine. You can see them in the physical, but you have to redefine your definitions of all of these things in the divine. The location, depth of understanding, a kind heart, integrity, accomplishments, and proper timing. And all of those things are good, but all of those things have dual meanings, whether you look at it from an unconscious view or a conscious view. But the second half of that, the second half of these sentences is dwelling good, mind good, giving good, government good, labor's good, and decisions good. It always circles around to the good. How can it not? Yeah, everything is created by the divine. Everything. I think that's hard for people to understand. But, you know, I've heard the word, I'm going to bring it up, spiritual bypassing. Um, You know, if we look out into the world and we say, yeah, I'm, I know there's trash in the street or that person was hit by a car and injured or there was a death or these things happen. And if I don't acknowledge them, I'm not being real, but I want to take it a step further and say that I don't understand like the microcosm is to the macrocosm, like the bacteria in the body might not understand what the whole concept is that's working for the good of the body. I don't understand. I don't understand why there's difficulties in this world. But I do know that when I quiet my mind and I go to that place of peace that's deep within myself in that meditative state, none of that matters. I know I've looked inside myself and I've seen beauty in the depths of those silent and quiet places. And I think that's where the Tao is. And I think that's where the greater knowledge and wisdom and understanding is. And so that's how I justify that. I'm not saying that when I look out in the world, I don't see difficulties, I do. I just choose to align my inner self with peace despite what I see. That's not spiritual bypassing. That's not saying that I don't see those things. That's acknowledging them. Yes, I see them, but I don't understand. And I'd rather send my inner child, my divine self, the peace and the love deep down inside than create angst inside my body and go, oh, yeah, oh, man, that's terrible. Oh, no, I'm not going to feel that. I'm just not going to bring that into, into my spirit. I'll see those things. I'll accept them. I'll say, yes, there are difficulties in the world. I've experienced them. You and I had a relationship issue. I went through a divorce, a spinal injury, financial hardship. I'm, I, so I've had all a career loss, loss of a 21-year career. I've experienced shittiness in my life. So I can wholeheartedly say from an experiential view 
that I don't understand, but I choose to align with peace anyway. I, it's just the way it is. It's the way I live my life now. I live from a very pleasant place. My mind is at peace with whatever comes my way. Um, I'm like the water. It's fine. When the water flows and it goes to a lower place, when my spinal injury happened, whatever, um, divorce, our relationship issues between you and I have, whatever, I'm aligning with peace. I'm going to do that. That feels better. It's good. I think I'm a be more pleasant person to be around, as a matter of fact. Um, if if I'm a disgruntled human, human being, <laughs> yeah, if I'm a disgruntled human being, you're not going to want to be around me. You don't, you don't want to be around me if I'm going, oh, can you believe this happened to me at work? Well, actually, you could. If you were unconscious and you lived in that vibrational mm. realm of unconscious behavior, you'd probably love that if I bitched and moaned and groaned and complained yeah. and said this is a problematic area. But you and I don't do that anymore. We've, you know, our emotional intelligence has risen we're beyond that. We're, um, it, we live from a place of faith on the inside. This, this faith is stronger than what our physical eyes see. So we know that we're, we have the divine right to align our inner self with peace and go out our daily business being the light of consciousness. It's just a more fun place to live. I remember when Eckhart Tolle said he was living on park benches and he was pretty much homeless for almost two years, I think. Yep. So to me, when I think about that, I'm thinking, where did he go to the bathroom? Was he getting food out of a trash can? Probably. Pro probably wasn't well, a very comfortable place. That. He was in a low place where people disdain, but he aligned with the divine peace that passes all understanding and I've decided to do that with my life and it's wonderful and I think that's what the Tao is talking about here um, in dwelling live close to the ground in thinking keep to the simple I I'm gonna keep a simple mind I don't need to know why there's trash out in the world and there's misbehavior and there's these so-called bad things I'm gonna keep it simple in conflict I'm gonna be fair and generous I'm going to align with peace. And if I don't understand your point of view and you're all pissed off, which I know is not the case, but um, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to lean on the side of whatever creates peace in this, mo in this conscious moment. That's more important than being right. And um, that's a great way to live your life. And the Dow is pointing to this um, when you are content to be simply yourself and don't compare or compete, everybody will respect you. Yeah, I've got nothing to prove. I'm just here to be happy-go-lucky. Um, look at your Zen master cats in the background that are just chill or they're playing. They're happy. They're content to be themselves. They're not out to prove anybody wrong or you know keep up with the next generation of people. And um, that's where it's at. That's where the love of God or the peace that passes all understanding is. And that's what the doubt is pointing to, in my opinion. I 100% agree. And I love the fact that you said you did not know and that you were confused because that leads right into the last part of this. 
Only when there is no competition will we all live in peace. And having no competition, having no bullshit is being confused, is not knowing. But it's not knowing on the divine. And we have focused so strongly on trying to explain what we know in words. And I can confidently say, sitting here on this podcast on a Saturday afternoon, that I'm failing at it. And I'm okay with that. The words that I say on this podcast, I fail at. But I, I'm okay with that. My, my vibration is what's getting put out. My physical words, my vocalization is failing. And when you say you're confused and you don't know what's going on, but all you're going to do is align with peace, is that failing? It's, it's realizing that we don't have to vocalize all of this shit, you know? And it's very ironic that we chose to do a podcast because what you do, you listen to people. So <laughs> very ironic that we have a podcast <laughs> trying to talk about something that you really can't talk about. But, you know, when there's no competition, you know you've hit peace. I'm not going to lower myself into the trenches for somebody else. And I'm not going to argue with somebody else. I'm going to keep my life simple, like you said. I'm going to keep my mind simple. And in doing that, I know the truth. I know the divine. I know the Tao. There is no competition. There is no competition between me and myself. There is no competition between my higher mind and my inner child. There's no competition between my physical body and my higher mind. Then there's no competition between me, my higher mind, my inner child, or the universe. There is no competition. They are all the same thing. We don't need to work on finding ourselves like we think we do. We just need to go to a place of stillness where there is no competition period yeah you're right no no work there is no work to do it work insinuates a bit of a struggle and a bit of an effort yeah. and you're right there's no work to do yes we do put in a little some type of effort there's there's more of a mental effort to align with peace a shift that we make it's but mental all of consciousness shift yeah sorry i cut you off keep going <laughs> no that's okay um so i just feel like that when you know it's it, it goes along with Wu way um with this effortless doing and life should be easy like your zen master cats in the background are are making life but humans have made so many misalignments. We think that in order to care about our children, we should stay up worrying about them. That is so wrong. I thought that was so right. And so many people just think that is so right. Of course you would be up worrying. If you care about your child, you're going to be up worrying. No, I'm not going to be up worrying if I care about my child. If I care about my child, I'm going to 
go to a very peaceful meditative state and I'm going to bring my children into my mind and I'm going to picture Hannah in my mind and say she's not, say it's two o'clock in the morning and she went out party and she's supposed to be home. I'm going to align with peace and I'm going to bring you into this mental picture of peace if I can't sleep. That's what I would do. Um, otherwise, yeah. I'd be sleeping. And I know that you're in the universe's hands and well taken care of. But if I can't sleep, I'm going to utilize that energy and meditate on pleasant things. And I'm going to bring pleasant, pleasant things into my heart. And then I'm going to invoke pleasant things into you from vibrationally. And, and I'm going to say all is well, all is well. And then if for some reason something happens that, that I don't understand, that's fine, too. I'm still going to align with peace. I, I want my body to be a temple of peace. And I have that divine right. I can choose that. I have the, I have the ability to choose that. Some people don't know that they can choose that. I didn't know that I could choose that. So back when we were living together on the farm, I didn't know I could choose that. I was aligned with chaos and stress. I didn't know. Had no clue. But one day the, the universe hit me over on the head and said, wake up, man. Yep. And I woke up and I said, whoa, this is pretty cool. This is trippy. I think I'm tripping on acid. You mean I can totally be healthy and whole and at peace and I can choose that? Wow. Yes, we and can. Now I live my life from that place and that's everything that Dal is pointing to. Um, you know, I can be uncomfortable and still be at peace. I can be in a low place that people disdain and be at peace. Um, in, I can, in conflict, it says in conflict, be fair and generous. It doesn't say never have conflict. No. It says in conflict. We're going to have conflict. It's inevitable. <laughs> it's perfectly imperfect. And Yeah. Speaking of the kid analogy, that reminds me of a story Wayne Dyer talked about. He, um, Wayne Dyer had like four kids, five kids, six kids. He had a it good was a lot. Of kids. I think he had seven. Oh, seven. Okay. See, yeah. He had a lot of kids. And he talked about parenting. <laughs> He said, you know, before I had kids, I thought I knew everything I needed to know about parenting. And then I had seven kids, and now I know nothing about parenting. And he said when his kids would get in arguments with each other, he would put his hands up and surrender and say, no, figure it out. He would stay at peace and because he knew that his kids were kids of the universe and that they'd figure it out on their own. And he said they figured it out every single time. But he didn't have to get in there and pull kids apart and be like, hey, stop fighting with each other. He just, you'll figure it out. And that shows your kids that you trust them to figure it out on their own. Shows them that they have the ability to do that. And it's their choice. They can continue fighting or they can just stop. Totally up to them, and it's totally up to us as adults. You can keep fighting. You can keep swimming upstream. Go for it. But I'm not swimming upstream anymore. Fuck that. You can swim to your heart's content, but I'm going downstream. 
And I think the sooner we give our children the capability to choose which direction they want to swim in, mm -hmm. the better it is, the, the sooner they can align with, with peace. And we don't do that as parents enough. You know, I, I'm definitely guilty of trying to steer you and say, you know, this is the right way. But really, we live in a vibrational world. And what, what you were sensing from me was my fearful vibration. Oh, this is a scary world out here. You need to navigate this way, which really what I was saying was you need to vibrate this way. You need to vibrate in fear and struggle in order to have a wonderful life. Yeah, that's really the that's the real communication that's happening behind the scenes. Yeah. And now we're learning like Wayne Dyer, you were just pointing out, he gave his children the ability to choose a vibration. He said, I am I'm not going to dictate how you need to behave. I'm going to get put the onus on you and you figure it out. And children innately want to go to the place of peace automatically the younger they right. are that you give them that decision they will always orient themselves with peace they'll laugh in the face they could be in an elevator if they've never been in an elevator ever before just imagine a, a little say a 10 year old's never been in an elevator ever yes. before and he goes into this elevator and the elevator stops and it opens the doors and there's no door there's no you know it's in between levels oh and the, the child probably, if, if, if they're completely oblivious to how an elevator might work, they might look at that and go, hmm, that's weird. Might not even freak them out. No. But we teach children to freak out over yeah. things. We teach them to freak out. We're, if, if, uh, if that child's with a parent and the parent freaks out, and let's say the elevator's working fine, but there's a little bump, just a small bump, and the mom or the dad go, oh, my God, the elevator's going to crash. Then the kid senses the vibration. We're, we're just translating vibration to our children. And if when they're born into the world, they only have one vibration, and that's the vibration of love and peace. And we teach them all of this inaccurate vib vibration, anger, depression, fear. That is taught. That they're all learned behaviors. Some of it is um, hereditary and brought in in through the yeah. birth canal but for the most part it's all taught and so then you and I have to learn how to take all of that negative energy off go back to that peaceful place so that when the elevator does stop in between floors we can be like yes I'm gonna align with peace the universe is in charge of this and when it's raining and there's a big storm out there I'm gonna align with peace the universe is in charge with this the universe brought me through the birth canal the universe is going to take me back. And uh, whenever that time comes is going to be fine with me. I came here to play like the Zen master cats do in your um, place in your home. I came here to play. I came here to play. That's why I'm here. I'm here to experience love and laughter and abundance and fun and relationships and while in the midst of all that, there's going to be some misunderstandings. There's going to be conflict, like the Dow says, in conflict. There's no denying that there's going to be things out in this world that we're not going to understand, that are not going to be comfortable. But that doesn't mean that we can't align with peace. We can. We can align with peace every time. And I just want to point out that, you know, a lot of times we kick our asses into drive when we think about our inner child being a child. 
and we want to take care of that child. So we kind of do more work to try to, you know, protect our inner child. But to kind of put another perspective out there, when we stay at peace, we're saying that we're protecting the universe. Because what's happening is the universe is going to give us these conflicts so that the universe can understand more. So the universe can experience more. So us going through conflict is helping the universe. It might make things a little bit easier if you see it that way because things are not happening to you. They're happening for you to grow for yourself and to help the universe. That's what we're doing. We're here helping the universe. It might make it a little bit easier to navigate your life if you think of it like that. Yeah, that's interesting that you say helping the universe. Um, I never looked at it from that point of, point of view. No, because I feel like we think the universe is this big, broad thing that knows everything. But if it knew everything, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be experiencing this. Oh, wow. That's deep. So you're saying the, yeah. the universe doesn't know everything. It doesn't yeah. know what it's like to be human. So it's, it invented this human yeah. so that it can experience life from a limited point of view, what it feels like to struggle, what it feels like to have hardship. Yep. Wow. So um, what was it? King Midas never knew what the soft touch of a rose felt like. I think Deepak Chopra pointed this out. Okay. King Midas, everything he touched turned to gold. So oh. he never knew what the soft texture of a rose felt like. Yes. And so the universe, if we could put this in perspective for our minds to understand, because this yeah is not really the case. But <laughs> if the universe was King Midas, yeah. the universe does not, the universe is complete bliss. It doesn't know what it's like to have love and hate and desire and um, attachment and all of these things. So you're saying that the universe created all of this so that it can experience. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's King Midas stepping down from the throne and saying, I don't want to be King Midas anymore because everything I turn touched to gold and I know what gold feels like, but I want to know what a rose feels like. I want to know what the thorn feels like. I want to bleed when I touch the thorn. I want to check that out. Yep. And then that's heavy. Yeah. And what's even heavier is that the universe was never born and it's never going to die. So it just comes into this world as peace, as nothingness, as emptiness. So it, makes us and we've heard the term everybody goes through the same thing at life at different points in time i think that's also the universe saying okay i'm going to give this conflict to a hundred people and i want to see with their different backgrounds how they all react differently and learn from the reaction that's what i think is happening and because I feel like all of my past, future, and present lives are happening now, the universe is watching all of the past me's and all of the future me's going through the same thing, but all my reactions are different. And the universe is gathering this, this data, 
and using this to make a better world for us, for it. We are helping the universe. That's what we're doing. That's why we're breathing. Makes it a little bit easier, well, in my mind, it makes it a little bit easier to, you know, breathe in difficult times because I'm helping the universe. I don't know wow. if that would, you know, make, is, I don't know if that's a comforting thought to everybody, but it is for me. No, it's, it's, it's very deep. Uh, I think it's going to take a very deep person to truly understand that compassionately yeah. and empathetically and, and, and really feel that and believe it and embody it. I think it would take a, a deep person to embody that um, because that means that you're okay being uncomfortable because you're acting on behalf of the universe. That's a very big pill to swallow, but yeah. it's freeing and it's true. I believe it. I wholeheartedly believe it. I, I, I know it's freeing because I act that way. I've just never verbalized it that way, mm. but that is how I function. I, I function in that, that way. And I'm glad you expressed it that way because there's millions of different people and they, you know, um, take in things differently. So when it's said with different words, it's definitely um, going to be heard from people that won't hear it from my version of how I understand things. Yeah, definitely. That's the point. We're all supposed to have a different perspective. Right. Data is going to the universe. I don't like the word data, but that's what it is. Right. All of our reactions are just little nuggets going to the universe going, okay, then I'll put you in this situation for you to click this way. And in my head, that's comforting. <laughs> but <laughs> because the universe can't die and it was never born either. It just exists. How else is it going to learn? How else am I going to learn? Right. That also and does that I'm make not it gonna die? And then what? That also means I'm not going to die. So why be afraid anyways? I can't die. Literally. You're, you're speaking for the divine self. Yes. Your divine yes. self can't die. And I'm clarifying for listeners yeah. because you're not saying your physical self won't die because you know your physical body will. Yes, of course. Yeah. Because that can be taken out of context. I'm, I'm, my, my mind navigates between the spiritual realm and the physical realm a lot. And I, yeah. I try to uh, understand things from both perspectives because it helps me to be able to explain it um, better. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I, I when you when you and I speak from the deep I, we're speaking from the spiritual realm. Yes. But when we're speaking from the surface I, that's the physical realm. Yes. And the physical realm is the spiritual realm, just looking like not the spiritual realm. Yeah. Yes, it's all spiritual, it's all divine, it's all universal. The manifestations that we're experiencing right now are, are just this illusion of separateness, but they're not separate. Totally intertwined with the divine. We just forgot on purpose. 
on purpose. Yes. The point. <laughs> wow, that is heavy. That's a deep conversation. I love it. I love to be able to have someone in my life that I can speak about this um, stuff, which totally makes sense to me. But from the world's point of view, this might be a little weird no, um, and bizarre. Cares. But I totally live, yeah, right, who cares? I live my life from this place now and it's working, it's showing up. Um, I'm having experiences in my life that I never thought that I could have and they're showing up and it's through alignment to the Tao, to the great mother. And I'm you know, building this relationship with you, a podcast with you, um, a relationship with the significant other, um, whatever it is, just relationship with life, my relationship with life, with walking out back and I meditated yesterday and it was so awesome. Like I just sat on the back. It was chilly out in Las Vegas. I put my uh, a coat on and a hat and I sat down and I looked at this tree and it was just divine peace. At that moment, if the universe wanted to take me off of the earth and for whatever reason, physical death, that would have been fine with me. I've experienced everything from the deepest point of view I possibly can. So relationship with life, I've, you know, Eckhart Tolle says, you don't have a life, you are life. And in those moments of meditation for me, I sense that, I feel that, I am life. I'm not, I don't feel separate from it. And that's, that's a beautiful place to live life from, as if you're part of this organism that's working for you and you're working for it. And it's and it's a good thing. And you yeah. point to that, you know, you, you you say that, you know, even in the difficult times, it's on purpose. Those 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 moments are times when the universe gets to experience itself through itself. That's deep. That takes a deep understanding. I love the fact that you're able to communicate that too. <laughs> cool. I don't know. It's in plain English to me, but who knows? Right. Me too. And I'm hoping we're going to bring in some more people into our relationships that speak on the same level that you and I do, because um, I know they're out there and I want to bring those in. I, 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 I love this. Um, I, I love these conversations and I love the vibration that we share. We have really good energy here. Mm -hmm. This is pure energy. This isn't egoic. I'm not trying to one up you. You're not trying to one up me. We're not trying to prove something to attain a sense of false egoic self. We're here expressing what we feel from the deepest creative expression of God and universe inside of us and um, nothing can feel more genuine and pleasant than to be able to do that without any angst at all and you and I do that so hopefully we'll bring some more people into this that we can share this with um, because it's it's beautiful it's a beautiful place to be it is it's amazing there's no better place I'm so glad I got away from the old person that I used to be. I, I remember being in conflict too, you know, raising you when you were a little kid, you know, I'm reading the Bible 
And I'm thinking, oh, I have to abide by these rules, but I never equated them to my deeper self. I just saw them as outward physical rules. Yeah. I saw this God as this outward God that lived up in heaven. It was pretty much mad. And he's, you know, you're condemned to hell and you're this. And I'm, I'm questioning my behaviors. That's a terrible place to live. It's a terrible place to live. And we totally misconstrued what religion and spirituality is. And I'm finally at the point where I understand that I am God. And I can say that wholeheartedly. I'm not in control of the universe. I'm a ray of the sunlight. I'm linked. I'm the expression of the one consciousness. And it's my divine right to speak openly and freely without any kind of mental commentary and angst and uneasiness. I can live life with my finances the way they are, with my health the way it is, the relationships the way they are. And I don't have to have influence. I don't have to make it in some kind of worldly way to express myself like I'm a king. I can be, I can express myself as if I'm, I feel like a king on the inside and you have the right to feel like the queen and humans get that backwards. They're like, well, no, I need to achieve certain things before I can feel good. No, that's all bullshit. You can feel beautiful with what you currently have. Eckhart Tolle did it on a park bench while he was homeless. I just thought about something. We talk about breath. We talk about our life force. We talk about our lungs a lot on here. The universe is our breath, the, the air that we breathe, right? But just imagine for a second if our breath was gold and we could see it, right? To us, right here, right now, that looks divine in my head, right? If we breathed gold, if I exhaled gold, right? But if I exhaled gold every single day for the rest of my life, it would become natural. That's the universe. You don't need to see gold to know it's there. I breathe gold air. But because I breathe it every single day, it's natural. Even your body. Your body is, you know, if we were going to try to put a number, you're using gold. Yep. You know, a materialistic kind of, so let, let's pretend there's a number. Your body's worth a billion dollars. How, how hard, how, what did you have to do to have the right to be born into that body? How, how hard did you have to work, save money? Did you have to get a loan from a bank? Your body's worth more than your house, a car. It's worth more than this planet earth and everything on it. And you didn't have to save one dollar for it. I didn't have you to didn't work mean, for you it. You just showed up. You came through the birth canal, and then you were taken care of for free. You were fed for free. Yeah. <laughs> That's a huge gift. We're King Midas, and we don't know it. Yeah. It's not that, you know, yes, sure, we've forgotten, but we've just gotten used to forgetting. It's not that we're purposely right. trying to forget. We just have gotten used to it. Right.
Well, everyone, I guess this is where we're going to end it for today. Um, I had fun going over the Tao. That was a good verse. That was uh, quite fun. Um, that was very synchronous that we came upon that verse this week. Um, but yeah, we. I just want to express again that we are, you know, shifting and we're changing and, you know, we're uncovering limiting beliefs still now. Neither of us are perfect. And this podcast is going to develop as we develop and as we rise and raise our consciousness. So will this podcast. And I hope that you guys are along for the journey. And I am hoping that our light exceeds out and attracts those maybe of a higher frequency than us and a higher consciousness than us. That would be very great to collaborate with people who are on our similar vibration or higher. That would be really amazing. Um, but yeah, you know, change is the only constant and we have to accept that and grow with that. And so does this podcast. I am honored to be in your presence. I am just really from the deepest part of me, Hannah, you are so wise. <laughs> and thanks. I'm absolutely just floored that we're both here. I mean, we've we've been talking for three hours and <laughs> the two of us are just ending it because we have to go to the bathroom or whatever. Um <laughs> It's great. It's really great to have this conversation with you. And um, I'm just totally thrilled. I mean, I'm sending out to the universe. uh, I love, 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 love this. Give me more, more, more of this. Um, And I look forward to doing it another three hours tomorrow with you. It's really fun. I have fun dissecting the mind, sharing our intimate lives with the public. And, um, learning from you thank you it's it's awesome i had a great time and the dow is fun to discuss this was your idea again and um, i loved going over the verse number eight wow okay now i'm speechless okay well thank you thanks dad i appreciate that thanks to all of our listeners um i hope everyone well I don't know if this is going to be posted on Wednesday or not because I'm behind on episodes, but I hope everyone has a good week. 